mindfulness mode. For millions of lifetimes, I've longed to see you, but didn't know where to look. Yet, I've always felt your presence. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. So good to have you with us. Today, the topic is compassion. It's easy to be compassionate to those we love, isn't it? And to be compassionate to the people around us who are kind and loving to us. But being compassionate to every living thing is a whole different challenge. If you can truly show compassion to everyone and everything, you will experience a life that largely includes peace and contentment. That's what I believe, and that's what a lot of people believe who practice mindfulness. My Aunt Vesta was a person in my life who seemed to show compassion to everyone. She absolutely loved children, and and she was a teacher for many years. She lived near the gates of Western University here in London, Ontario, and she took in university students year after year after year. You see, her husband had died quite young, and she was left living alone in her house, but she wasn't alone because, like I said, she took in students year after year, and she kept in touch with many of them who became authors and scientists, doctors, professors. She kept in touch with them, like I said, and told us wonderful stories about some of the people. Some of them were international students, and some of them were more local. But she also worked in First Nations communities, and she just loved helping people and had a wonderful, special passion for for helping people in First Nations. She always loved talking about the people in her life. And when she would come to the farm to visit, she'd get out of her car and she'd walk up the sidewalk. And as soon as she would see us, one of the first things she would say, she'd look right at me and she'd say, tell me about you. Tell me about you. And of course, she would, you know, talk, she would make a point of talking to each one of my brothers and sisters, and, and of course, to my mom and my dad, if he, was, if he was right there. But I would ask her questions and hope that she would play the piano, because I absolutely loved watching her and listening to her play piano. It was just such a treat. She would always, though, turn the conversation back on the person she was talking to. And even though she had so much to share, so much wisdom and so many stories and so much advice, she wanted to know what was happening in the lives of others. And I think that was truly part of her compassion that she lived every day. Now, someone else who seemed to live a beautiful and selfless life, showing a huge amount of compassion to others, is Thich Nhat Hanh author of over 130 books. Now, Thich Nhat Hanh has written so many poems and offered so much advice on how to show compassion to others. Here's a quote by Thich Nhat Hanh. The quote is this, To love, we need to open our heart and release our preconceived notions about other people. We cannot judge by appearances or assumptions of what they might do. I think that's very wise advice. And Thich Nhat Hanh's words ring true because compassion can be a very difficult thing to to cultivate when when you have few in your life who are kind and loving. 
You know, some people are surrounded by kind, loving people and and some people not so much. But it's easy, like I said, to show compassion for those we love, but it takes so much more effort to show compassion for everyone. So today I'm going to talk about how Thich Nhat Hanh has shown compassion for others and how he teaches compassion and how you can apply his teachings in your own life. And I hope that'll come through to you by some of the readings and the poems that I'm going to share with you. Now, in case you don't know who Thich Nhat Hanh is, he's a world-renowned Vietnamese Zen Buddhist monk, a teacher, author, poet, and peace activist. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called him an apostle of peace and nonviolence. And that was at the time back in the 60s when he nominated him for the Nobel Peace Prize. So Thich Nhat Hanh was exiled from his native Vietnam for almost four decades. He's become a pioneer bringing Buddhism and mindfulness to the West and establishing an engaged Buddhist community for the 21st century. Now, back in 1982, Thich Nhat Hanh moved to a site in the southwest of France that became known as Plum Village. So if you've ever heard of Plum Village, well, that's connected to Thich Nhat Hanh. And under his spiritual leadership, it grew from a small rural farmstead to what is now a large and active Buddhist monastery with over 200 resident monastics and over 10,000 visitors every year who come from all around the world to learn the art of mindful living. In the last 20 years, over 100,000 people have made a commitment to follow Thich Nhat Hanh's modernized code of universal global ethics in their daily life. And this is known as the Five Mindfulness Trainings. Thich Nhat Hanh also founded the Wake Up website, and that's a worldwide movement of thousands of young people training in the practices of mindful living. And through this program, thousands of teachers have been taught to teach mindfulness in schools in Europe, America, and Asia. Now, in 2014, just after his 88th birthday, he suffered a severe stroke, and four years later, in 2018, he returned to Vietnam to live out his remaining days. Like I mentioned earlier, he's published over 130 books, including more than 100 in English, which have sold over 5 million copies worldwide. And my guests on Mindfulness Mode often reference Thich Nhat Hanh or some of his books or some of the things that he said. And his wisdom is cherished by most of the people that I know who practice mindfulness. So Nhat Hanh refers to deep listening, which is the kind of listening that can help relieve the suffering of another person. And it's often called compassionate listening. So I guess you, you realize why I want to talk about Thich Nhat Hanh today, because we're talking about being compassionate to others. Well, you listen with only one purpose, he says. This is compassionate listening. You listen with only one purpose, to help the other person to empty their heart. You just listen with compassion and help the other person to suffer less. 
I'm going to share these words by Thich Nhat Hanh on compassion. In the eyes of great compassion, there is no separation between subject and object, no separate self. If a cruel and violent person disembowels you, you can smile and look at him with love. It is his upbringing, his situation, and his ignorance that cause him to act so mindlessly. Look at him, the one who is bent on your destruction and heaps injustice upon you. Look at him with the eyes of love and compassion. Let compassion pour from your eyes, and don't let a ripple of blame or anger rise up in your heart. He commits senseless crimes against you and makes you suffer because he cannot see the way to peace, joy, or understanding. If someday you receive news that I have died because of someone's cruel actions, know that I died with my heart at peace. Know that in my last moments I did not succumb to anger. We must never hate another being. If you can give rise to this awareness, you will be able to smile. Remembering me, you will continue on your path. You will have a refuge that no one can take from you. No one will be able to disturb your faith because that faith does not rely on anything in the phenomenal world. Faith and love are, are one and can only emerge when you penetrate deeply the empty nature of the phenomenal world when you can see that you are in everything and everything is in you. Long ago, I read a story about a monk who felt no anger toward the cruel king who had chopped off the monk's ear and pierced his skin with a knife. When I read that, I thought the monk must be some kind of God. That was because I did not yet know the nature of great compassion. The monk had no anger to hold back. All he had was a heart of love. There is nothing to prevent us from being like that monk. Love teaches that we can all live like Buddha. So that is material from Thich Nhat Hanh that I wanted to share with you. And I encourage you to read some material on your own by Thich Nhat Hanh. He believed that we are all one. And understanding that we as living beings are all one can help us feel and show compassion for everything and everyone. And here's a poem where he shares his point, and the poem is called Interrelationship. You are me, and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we inter-are? You cultivate the flower in yourself so that I will be beautiful. I transform the garbage in myself so that you do not have to suffer. I support you. You support me. I am here to bring you peace. You are here to bring me joy. So I'm sure you can tell that I love the writings of Thich Nhat Hanh. Here's another poem that speaks to me. Maybe it'll speak to you too. It's called Our True Heritage. The cosmos is filled with precious gems. I want to offer a handful of them to you this morning. Each moment you are alive is a gem, shining through and containing earth and sky, water and clouds. It needs you to breathe gently for the miracles to be displayed. Suddenly you hear the birds singing, the pines chanting, see the flowers blooming, the blue sky, the white clouds, the smile 
and the marvelous look of your beloved. You, the richest person on earth, who have been going around begging for a living, stop being the destitute child. Come back and claim your heritage. We should enjoy our happiness and offer it to everyone. Cherish this very moment. Let go of the stream of distress and embrace life fully in your arms. Now this poem is from Call Me By My True Names, the collected poems of Thich Nhat Hanh. Here's another poem that speaks to me about compassion, and this poem is called Looking For Each Other. I have been looking for you, world-honored one, since I was a little child. With my first breath, I heard your call and began to look for you, blessed one. I've walked so many perilous paths, confronted so many dangers, endured despair, fear, hopes, and memories. I've trekked to the farthest regions, immense and wild, sailed the vast oceans, traversed the highest summits, lost among the clouds. I've lain dead, utterly alone on the sands of ancient deserts. I've held in my heart so many tears of stone. Blessed one, I've dreamed of drinking dewdrops that sparkle with the light of far-off galaxies. I've left footprints on celestial mountains and screamed from the depths of Avachi hell, exhausted, crazed with despair because I was so hungry, so thirsty. For millions of lifetimes I've longed to see you, but didn't know where to look. Yet, I've always felt your presence with a mysterious certainty. I know that for thousands of lifetimes you and I have been one. And the distance between us is only a flash of thought. Just yesterday, while walking alone, I saw the old path strewn with autumn leaves and the brilliant moon hanging over the gate suddenly appeared like the image of an old friend. And all the stars confirmed that you were there. All night, the rain of compassion continued to fall, while lightning flashed through my window and a great storm arose, as if earth and sky were in battle. Finally, in me, the rain stopped, the clouds parted, the moon returned, shining peacefully, calming earth and sky. Looking into the mirror of the moon, suddenly I saw myself, and I saw you smiling, blessed one. How strange. The moon of freedom has returned to me, everything I thought I had lost. From that moment on, and in each moment that followed, I saw that nothing had gone. There is nothing that should be restored. Every flower, every stone, and every leaf recognize me. Wherever I turn, I see you smiling, the smile of no birth and no death. The smile I received while looking at the mirror of the moon. I see you sitting there, solid as Mount Meru, calm as my own breath, sitting as though no raging firestorm ever occurred, sitting in complete peace and freedom. At last I have found you, blessed one, and I have found myself. There I sit. The deep Blue sky, the snow-capped mountains painted against the horizon, and the shining red sun sing with joy. You, blessed one, are my first love. 
the love that is always present, always pure, and freshly new. And I shall never need a love that will be called last. You are the source of well-being flowing through numberless troubled lives. The water from you, spiritual stream, always pure as it was in the beginning. You are the source of peace, solidity, and inner freedom. You are the Buddha, the Tathagata. With my one-pointed mind, I vow to nourish your solidity and freedom in myself so I can offer solidity and freedom to countless others now and forever. And that Thich Nhat Hanh poem is from Call Me By My True Names. I hope you're experiencing feelings of peace, love, and true compassion. And as I say this, I am thinking of the hundreds of thousands of essential workers out there helping people struck down with COVID-19. I know some of them because of my wife Darlene working in the ICU doing extra shifts and and you know so many of her colleagues I know some of them they're overburdened and yet pushing through doing whatever they can and doing it with compassion it's compassion a lot of times that keeps them going that keeps them moving forward here in our part of the world covid-19 is still central in the lives of many i hope that in wherever you are that you are surrounded with peace and and healthfulness and that that things are not out of control i believe that striving to live every day by showing compassion is one of the things that we're called to do in this world thanks for listening mindful tribe bye now Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating the show on Apple Podcasts. I have a question for you. Would you like to conquer your inner bully? How would you feel if you could break through the blocks that are keeping you from moving forward in your life? Maybe you have anxiety, maybe you have sleep issues, or, or maybe you need help with stress. I'd be glad to work with you. I'm a licensed hypnotist, and I'll help you move through your challenges to the other side where you'll feel calm and accomplished. Send me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. We'll set up a free 30-minute session where we'll see if you're a good fit for my hypnosis and coaching package. In the subject line, put Mindfulness Mode Listener. And again, send it to bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. So now, Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.